Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm excited to learn about the little black dress of finance. But before we start talking about your book, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, hi, Jody, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is an exciting forum. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Karen Laverty. I've been married to my husband, Bill, for 34 years. We have two grown children, Charlene and Joseph, who are both married and thankfully gamefully employed. So I worked for Fidelity Investments for 13 years in a number of different capacities. I started out as a trader on the phone. So if you needed to trade your options, your mutual funds, your stocks, and so forth, you would contact somebody like me. But I also worked in their stock plan services area, trained new hires. I worked in premium services, high net worth people. And then finally, my very, as I ended my career at Fidelity, I was an account executive. I met with people face to face, helped them plan their finances. And I had a book of about 500 households, which is thousands of people. And, you know, thoroughly enjoyed that. And so you have two books, which I think is awesome. I would love to know why you decided to become an author. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So during that time that I had at Fidelity, I noticed over and over again how unengaged women were. And one of my biggest motivators that I tell people all the time, as far as wanting to write a book or helping to educate women, was actually my mother-in-law. My husband's mother was the nicest person. I feel so incredibly blessed to have had her as a mother-in-law. I tell people all the time that if she's not in heaven, I don't stand a chance. But at any rate, though, she she was, they were a very traditional family. So my father-in-law did all their finances and everything, and she didn't know anything about him. So when he passed away, I felt very protective of her. You know, I didn't want her to be vulnerable. I didn't want unscrupulous people taking advantage of her and so forth. So I was thinking, well, geez, she really needed, you know, I kind of helped her with her finances and I was like a detective. I was trying to figure out where she gets her income from and so forth. And I didn't want other women to be that vulnerable. So what I did is I started writing blogs, you know, and I made these blogs really short and I tried to appeal to women. I happen to have a shoe fetish. So I try to use shoe examples, makeup examples, you know, examples of, you know, that you wouldn't put your shoes in the food pantry and different account types and socks being like mean girlfriends, those types of things. I try to appeal to women. So I put these blog posts, I just kept doing blog posts. And uh, after several years of having a female financial blog, someone suggested to me, why don't you put that in a book? So I did. And it was, a, you know, it was a fair amount of work because the blog posts that I had, they were short. Yeah, I tried to make them easy to read and give people um, just a, uh, an example and kind of just a smidget of information to get them started and that kind of stuff. So I had to make the posts longer and the chapters and so forth. And finally, I published my first book and it was called A Woman's Places in the Market. Uh, and that was about three years ago. And then uh, this past year, I just, uh, in August, published my second book called A Little Black Dress of Finance. And it's an update and an expanded version of my first book. So tell us a little bit about the, your new book. Kind of what, how would you sum it up in a couple sentences? Well, in a couple of sentences, I would say this is a fun, funny, 
an easy to read book to help women learn about finances and investing. And truthfully, it applies to women of all ages. Because while I had my mother-in-law one end of the spectrum, kind of an elderly person that's in a traditional marriage, doesn't know anything about finances. I also have my daughter and her friends on the other end of the spectrum that were just graduating college, getting jobs, you know, just getting started in life. So uh, once again, I think, well, how in the world, how would they even know what to do? Okay, let's say they even knew, if they knew what a, a brokerage account was, how would they know what to put their money in? Do they know what 401ks are? If your company doesn't offer a 401k, do you know the difference between a Roth, a tradition, you qualify for these things? I tried to make this book, although I just expanded in like, you know, 10 or 12 sentences. I tried to make this book very fun, funny, easy to read book. I would say there's a lack of financial literacy out there in the world. And I agree, especially, you know, if you are in a traditional family, like your mother-in-law or, you know, I'm, I'm divorced and remarried. And, and when I divorced, I had to learn so much again about my finances. So I'm sure it works really well for anyone who sees themselves in the predicament of in a new situation. Like, how do I, how do I plan or prepare for what life has coming to retirement? Without a doubt. And the other thing about it too is finances have been traditionally taught to men. And it's a man's world. You know, all the jargon, all the acronyms, all the things that make it seem so unattainable. And it really isn't. Because this is just... Planning your finances is no different than planning a diet. It really isn't. I mean, if you take a look and you you think, well, oh my gosh, I I need to lose 10 pounds. Okay, that's how much weight you want to lose. How are you going to do it? What's your time frame? Those types of things. You're answering those types of questions for your financial planning as well. What are my goals? What am I saving for? What's my time frame? How am I going to go about doing it? it? It really doesn't need to be as complicated as what they they make it seem. What have you seen? Like, So your first book came out three years ago. You just put a new book out. You said you kind mm-hmm. of added and, and kind of updated it. Have you seen any shifts in the financial market in the last three years that people need to be prepared for? I mean, obviously COVID was probably a huge shift for a lot of people's financials, but what what are some um, trends or some new pieces that you added to the book to help women out? Yeah, that's a great question. So absolutely, things are always changing. What's funny is there are several things that stay the same in the financial world. But then there are some things, if, if everybody's taken a look or even heard about those meme stocks like GameStop and AMC and those types of things, there's a whole group of younger people that are now trading options. Well, I've seen some people get stung pretty bad on options. So I put a chapter in my book to address how to trade options what a call is, what a put is, you know, all the other terminology with it, your strike price, expiration date, time, value of money, those types of things. What does that mean? So I, I think it's great that people are trading options, that younger people are getting involved in things, but they do need to know and be educated about what, what they're dealing with. I also, the thing that I felt like was missing from my first book that I didn't include was uh, how to initially put together or create a portfolio. You know, like I was saying before, when you get started and you start putting your money away and you start building it up, what do I do with it? How do I know what to put it in? Should I put it all 100% in the stock market? What? How do I build this portfolio? And what's important when you when you start to build a portfolio? 
So there were, you know, there were several different chapters. I did put a chapter in about cryptocurrency since some people are trading that as well and the kind of the dangers and risks that come with that as well. So yeah, several new chapters in this and updated some of the figures. Congress and the laws change as well, like what you can do with a 529 plan, what your the age of your minimum required distribution for an IRA, you know, just some rules and things that I changed. So I updated several of those. I can definitely see the government shifting their policies, but then also, yeah, the cryptocurrency. And there's so many different ways now to save or to, you know, play the stock market that it, it's nice to be able to understand what that is. Cause it is, it's a, it's a lot to, to know, but probably simplistic once you kind of get your head around it. Well, it is. And it, it's easy to kind of get caught up in some of these current things. Like, are you trading crypto, you know, and that kind of stuff. But you have to keep in mind that your goals are your own. Your time frame is your own. You know, the amount of money that you feel like you've got that covers your bases, that's your own. If you have money over and above that, that you're, you feel willing to kind of play with and you're okay to put at risk in things, once again, that's your own. So you, you kind of have to tune out a little bit of what, you know, everybody else is doing and what's going on and stick to your own plan. If you're a risk person or not a risk person, I think it really depends on your personality, your family, you know, where you're at in your life. Um, what are some, some of the key takeaways that someone can get from the book? You know what, uh, uh, key takeaways, I would first of all, like them to have basic knowledge. You know, there are differences. What's the difference between a stock, an ETF, a mutual fund, a bond, a CD? I want them to make sure that not only do they know the differences between these investment vehicles, also the accounts that you can put them in. You know, what's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA? How is a regular brokerage account taxed? Once you retire, what are the consequences of these, of taking these out, taking money out of these accounts? How does that affect you? You know, which one is better for you in which case and those types of things. So I want them to have the basic knowledge about things. But to me, having knowledge in and of itself is not good enough unless it apply, unless you apply it. So you need that knowledge to apply to real world application. So just because you know the difference between a Roth and a traditional, did you open one? Did you save in it? Do you have a goal? Do you have your retirement set up? And those types of things. So key takeaways are that I'm giving you the knowledge that you can utilize in the real world, in your life. Obviously, when you write a book, you hope that people buy it, that it's successful. What are some successes that you've seen now that you are an author? Yeah, which is, it has been tremendous. So since I've written my first book, which was three years ago, between that and my new book, I have done several speaking engagements. I met with a whole group of women in Cincinnati. I thought it was going to be about 13 to 15 people. And it ended up being 50. So that those are awesome, very engaging. And I really enjoy it. But what is Especially, I mean, once again, I've done speaking engagements and book signings and I've gotten together with individuals and things. But truly, when I feel successful is when people kind of random people just come up and tell me about their financial successes. Somebody that I wasn't expecting, I didn't really know. I, I happened to play on two tennis teams and I was over at the tennis club several months ago and a lady that I hardly know came running up to me and says, Oh my gosh, I read your book. I wrote a review on Amazon. I absolutely love it. 
I wish I knew this information when I was younger. And that makes me feel so good. You know, to speak to a whole group is one thing that's great, but the individual people to come and talk to you and tell you about their personal successes, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, I'd love to find out, especially you're a two-time author. So do you have any advice for someone who's looking to write a book? So, okay, the first advice I would give to a new author is really research your publisher, you know, because the publisher does make a difference. How are you, they, how are you going to utilize the publisher? What services, how easy are they to contact? How responsive are they with you? You know, you want to make sure you have a good relationship, a good working relationship with your publisher. You know, you're obviously you're providing them with business, but they should also be providing a service to you as well. Obviously, they're in this business, so they should be giving you ideas on how to market your book, how to sell your book. How did they help you market it? What services do they provide and so forth? And secondly, I would say, because I'm not a natural writer. So really what I decided to do, words don't come easy to me. If you talk to me, if I talk to you face-to-face about investing, my gosh, I could talk your ear off. I, I would be here for three hours. I would love to see what you're doing. I'd like to see your accounts. What are your goals? But for me to put it in writing, into words, that's hard for me. So I wanted to have fun with it. If I decided that if I had fun with it and I happened to write about the shoe fetish, I, you know, and there's a lot of made up shoe companies, the sugar plum fairy shoe company, those types of things. And when I wrote an example of a stock quote, I used Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy because if you don't like handbags and champagne, I'm not sure I can help you. So <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. But even even still, I wanted to have fun. With it. So I used I made the book fun for me. Well, and obviously you're kind of your ideal reader. I mean, you're a woman and you're trying to provide this knowledge that will help them. And if you can compare it to items or companies that people understand, then it is going to help them. But it also is helping you with being able to be creative and come up with with these really cool scenarios um, that you enjoy, just like your audience is going to enjoy. Definitely. And I tell you, I've, I feel like ever since I worked at Fidelity and I kind of witnessed how unengaged women were, you know, year after year. I mean, not only was my mother-in-law a motivation, but just in meeting with people, the woman, if she even asked a question, it would be like one question or, you know, occasionally you would find a woman that was engaged. But it, I find it... I. Because I'm not working right now. This is what I do. I write books and I help women. I feel like it's very easy for me to devote myself to this mission. I I find it an incredibly important and empowering thing to help women with. And And I'm happy to do it. I am happy to share any of the knowledge I have. So I don't have any problems, you know, even if I'm not a natural writer, writing books, coming to speak, talking to people, meeting with them whatever I can do to help, help empower women, help them get educated. It sounds like it's your mission. And I think that this book is going to be worthwhile for so many different um, women. How can people connect with you and how can they buy your book? So as far as people uh, buying my book, connecting to me, you can purchase my book on my website and on my website, you can contact me. If you'd rather just send me an email, uh, it's info at KarenLaverty.com is my uh, email address. And you can also purchase this on Amazon. Fantastic. Karen, thank you so much for joining us on BookSmart's Business Podcast. Thank you for having me, Jody. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.